0: Hello and welcome to episode 129 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan Roxburgh, at least for now, until Shannon throws me out of Press Start for having a beard. Uh, And I'm joined today by my fellow gamers and co-hosts, Matt. Check out that sass from Ewan. (laughs) And James. Hello. How are we all doing, guys? James, you've uh, had a busy week. You've reviewed a couple of games. What games did you play?
1: Yeah, I like didn't sleep, and I had the first half of the week off full-time work. So, why not? Um, so wow. I played. <laughs> didn't? Yeah, very dedicated. Yeah, I played um, Dynasty Warriors Nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one um, Forgotten Kingdom Come Deliverance, <laughs> which has been semi-controversial. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're both open-world games. Um uh, both. I guess, kind of new open world games because Dynasty Warriors has never really been open world and Kingdom Come is a new game completely. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, like, I mean, where do I start? Dynasty Warriors is pretty cool. Like, I've never really liked Dynasty Warriors games that much besides Hyrule Warriors for obvious reasons. Um, But this is just cool. It's like, you know, it kind of breaks up the monotony of the same battles over and over again. Um, With the open world, you can go fishing or hunting and just, you know... Galloping around the Chinese countryside because um, mm. who doesn't want to do that? And yeah, I don't know. I, I liked it, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's you know, it's hard because it's super rough. Sure. Because um, it's their first open world, you know, so
0: yeah, not easy to
1: do. Teething problems, I guess, um, but still pretty good. Sure. So,
0: what did you end up giving it? Seven. Seven, sorry.
1: Which is pretty nice of me <laughs> considering how I feel about Dynasty Warriors usually. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so, 7, I, I don't know. I think that it's a really c-
0: good effort to kind of change things up. Cool. And what about Kingdom Come Deliverance? Sorry, did you mention that?
1: Yeah, no, no, no I didn't really. It's very, um. so really, this game is a bit more, I guess, it's, it's appealing to a niche, and I kind of want to clarify, I don't mean uh-huh. that as a bad thing. Like, I think... People who really like their almost simulatory aspects of games. Yeah. Because you've got to monitor your characters, like, sleep levels and hunger levels. But if you eat too much, like, you'll be, you know, bloated and then you can't move Uh as fast as as Just like the real world. Yeah. (laughs) Um, If you don't sleep enough, um, you'll stuff up conversations if you're trying to, like, persuade someone with something. That's amazing. Um, I love that. Yeah, (laughs) like... (laughs) <laughs> it, it, it's, an, it's an amazing concept, and I really like the idea. Um, what I just found was, is that I was kind of stopping the game too much to go and do this stuff. Sure. And that's not really why I play a game like this.
0: Yeah, you don't want that makes to be, sense. get too micromanagement, do you?
1: Yeah, and that's why I gave it... Because you can buy skills and stuff that kind of scale back those elements. But they still... It's still, like I said in my review, it pops up at the worst times. Uh-huh. Um. That, and that was my own personal thing. Yeah. Um, even like stuff like, you know, if you're trying to convince a rich person of something and you're wearing kind of dirty-looking clothes, they won't really talk to you as much. All of that kind of stuff factors into right. your... It's kind of like in Mass Effect, all those other games, where the story kind of gets ignored for the gameplay elements, whereas uh. in Kingdom Come, like, everything you do kind of impacts something else. Sure. Um, And that's why, like, I gave it a 6, is because... I just felt like it wasn't a bad game, Uh um, but it's just, it's so rough and it's so, for such a specific kind of person that I just didn't, I I didn't enjoy it myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I can see some people would absolutely love this kind of thing, but for me, I just didn't. Mm -hmm. So it was a mix of, like, my own object, subjectivity with some objectivity,
0: I guess. Sure. And that's as a review, I think ought to be. Um, I think it looks quite intriguing the game. I am I'm, I'm someone that's kind of like obsessed with medieval history and well, just history in general really. And to see the sort of like very sort of, I guess like simulation level, like you said, James, um, armed combat in it looked really quite neat. Um, I'm kind of tempted to check it out, but yeah, not so, although I find some of those, uh, those concepts quite neat and those little gameplay mechanics you mentioned there, I can imagine them being a bit overwhelming and maybe just a bit too much and sort of getting in the way of the actual gameplay um but i'm keen to check that out um i think it's a good time to mention as well that uh, prestar is now on metacritic um uh, we're very very proud of that uh so uh, and that's and that's a large part as a, a response to uh all your amazing support uh, out there in the community um so thank you very much for for reading our reviews and you can uh, now find them all on metacritic very exciting uh matt have you been playing anything
2: Oh, you know, just uh, getting into Rocket League as usual. Yeah, um, I think that's that's like my go-to. Everyone has how their much bias. Rocket League One do you say you play League.
0: on like a weekly basis?
2: Uh, at least like minimum an hour a night. Wow, really? I'd say, yeah. Um, no, I'm also I'm also reviewing something else. Um, which can you talk about that? Well, I think I can talk about it. I just can't show you any. Um, gameplay. So uh, I just uh, last night started um, the Age of Empires Definitive Edition game. Ooh, so okay, um, that's a that's a real hark back to you know the days of being what was I like ten or something playing on okay, the PC yeah. and and you know spending hours building and destroying you know empires and everything. So mm. um, yeah, it's it's. Um, I think I need a bit more time with it to kinda, you know, gauge, you know, exactly sure. exactly where Because, I mean, yeah. you know, like and we should I've gotta, be careful
0: about sort of in waiting into we, we don't want to infringe upon anything embargo wise as well. But
2: Oh yeah, but I also gotta like step back and take off the rose tinted glasses and go Sure, you yeah. Know, how's it how is it? How's it changed, you know? Yeah, so, and does it yeah. still
0: hold up? Oh I'm very uh, I'm very curious to to hear what your thoughts on that. Um, let me tell you guys, I've been playing a lot this week as well. I, uh, finally finished Far Cry 4, which is, uh, I understand came out a while ago, um, but it's one of these games that's been sitting on my backlog for a while, and, uh, I claim to be a big fan of the Far Cry games, and was really excited for Far Cry 5. Uh, so over the last few days, I sat down, I had the time, and I sort of played that to completion, like, did all the towers, did all the outposts, did all the fortresses, Um, so pretty much, I felt like I was getting pretty close to 100%ing it, but it claims I'm only, like, 40% of the way through the game, so there's clearly a lot of, like, collectibles and, like, little side missions and activities that I'm still to do, um, but I think I'm gonna have to leave it there, uh, but what a game! It was a really, really solid game, I think it was kinda overlooked, honestly, like, I don't think that game deserves as much attention as it's got, or I don't think it's got as much attention as it deserves, sorry, um, and it's made me all the more excited for Far Cry 5, uh, cannot wait for that, but... Heaps of discuss on the show as well. Are you guys excited for Far Cry Five? Um, I am. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. <laughs> but so, did you play Far Cry Three? Uh, yeah, I did. Not as much as I played Far Cry Two and now Far Cry Four, though.
1: Yeah. Um. So my thing with Far Cry Four was I was like, oh, this is a little bit too similar to three, and then yeah. As much as I liked the snowiness, if that's a word, sure, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, of Far Cry 4, and I love Pagan Men, like amazing kind of bad guy. Yeah, and You just didn't see as, enough as of as... him. I feel. Yeah, yeah. Every moment sure. that you did, he was great, but then, you and that's what I f- didn't see enough of him. Yeah, that's what I feel like Far Cry games are now. It's kind of like exotic location, charismatic villain, and open world. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So Far Cry Five, I just don't really like. I like the idea, the lack like, of a kind of cult and the bad guy looks cool um mm. but america just middle america just doesn't seem as exotic as you know nepal or some tropical islands you know yeah so.
0: i think they'll take some creative license with it i think they'll um yeah kind of make it not feel all that american I, yeah i don't know I'm, yeah, i still I, sort I'm of sure hold out hope that that sort of over the top far cry sort of tone will be there i'm sure it will be um, so I think you'll still run into all sorts of bizarre wildlife, and there'll just be crazy yeah, sort sure. of outposts and fortresses dotted around the map. And yeah, I don't know. I, hopefully they'll do. They'll be adventurous with it. Well, I'm keen. I'm keen. Uh, I'm also keen for this show. We're going to be discussing Kingdom Hearts, Metroid Prime Four, PSN name changes, uh, and the South Australian government leading the way. Uh, but first, let's start off with what might be my new favourite segment: Spyro Watch. According to Kotaku, who cite sources familiar with the project, all three Insomniac platformer classics will be reimagined, along with the promise of new content complementing the return. It's rumoured to be announced as early as next month, with a Q3 2018 window in sight of September launch, perhaps likely, according to sources, which would make sense, considering lineup with the series' 20th anniversary. Uh, the rumour also states that Spyro the Dragon Collection would be exclusive to PlayStation 4 for the first year, and that might be a similar sort of arrangement with the insane trilogy uh guys i am clearly very excited for the return of the dragon but matt are you uh
2: look yes and no um i feel like a lot of platformers it like it it captured uh you know sort of a, a platforming element that you know we haven't really seen uh you know for a long time Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like Crash, Crash was a very linear kind of game, whereas Spyro was more of that sort of, you know, a bit more open world, but not open world, if you get what I mean. Um, you know, it was, it was kind of like the Mario 64, you know, style of, of PlayStation. Um, Mm -hmm. so, and yeah, like I, you know, I feel like a lot of games have tried to recapture, you know, recapture that sort of that style of gameplay, whereas like it was so commonplace back in the day. I mean, you look at like, you know, you had Spyro, um, you had Croc. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, Gex. like you, yeah, 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 Gex. Um, I don't think he was as popular. <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs>
0: Just in my then, household.
2: Yeah, um, but yeah, no, like you know, you, that was there was that 3D platformer that you know, like. It was like semi-open worlds, um, and yeah, like everything that's come out sort of in the modern day that's tried to recapture it, I don't think has quite it's made not it. The same magic has it? No. no. So um, if it's if it's a serious thing and it's actually happening, then look, I would be keen because um, every now and then you kind of you know I hark back to flying around as Spyro and blasting things or chasing the little like egg guys that used to run at high speeds and you'd get a pattern down when you chase them through the map until you actually finally hit them and you yeah. know took the egg and everything um plus year of the dragon had skateboarding which is pretty sick um yes, so, i
0: love the skateboarding
2: yeah i'm i'm keen i'm keen if it's if it's legitimate i'm keen Hmm.
0: I agree. Uh, James, what do you make of this sort of trend to like remake and reimagine these kind of classic games and bring them back in a collection, like we saw with the Insane Trilogy?
1: I'm like a bit of a hypocrite with this stuff because I'm always like, oh, they should do like you know new stuff, but then mm. like when they announced Medieval, I got really excited.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What's other like, are there other are, are there other sort of properties and franchises that you would like to see get the same treatment? Mm, Not really. I mean. Not that you can
1: think of there's, a to be head. Th- there's heaps. Um, I don't know. My my biggest one, like anyone who knows me, is like Siphon Filter, the first three sure. on PS One. Some of my favoriteest games ever. Um, uh-huh. Medieval was my other one, but that's happening now. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I mean, there's not really anything else from. I feel like Nintendo, they've kind of scratched all that each with everything they do anyway. And then Xbox doesn't really have any franchises I really care about beyond Perfect Dark. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, like I don't know, I can't really. I'm, I'm happy. I think it's good because, like I said, I think last episode Crash Bandicoot brought more people to gaming, which just is good for the yep. industry, you know. And yeah, it's absolutely. not a game, not a game that's like a multiplayer service kind of game. It's still a pure single player kind of thing, um, which I'm always for. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd love them to do like a croc just to see.
0: Yeah, what, yeah. Just, I wonder just how far see. they're going to be able to push it. Yeah,
1: I- yeah. That's that's very true. Like I think. Spyro and crash are probably the limit now, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think there's an audience for, say, siphon filter. Um, but especially for like Croc and like Gex is not going to happen.
0: no um, Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. It will be where it, it goes. Be. I'm a I'm a, I'm almost sort of like thinking now like maybe the best thing for Konami to do in with like post Kojima is to sort of remake those early Metal Gear games rather than bring out sort of new Metal Gear games and cop the amount of flack that they undoubtedly are and will do for get for that maybe they're kind of better to go back to those properties they already have and and remake those give them some sort of treatment I don't know that yeah
1: I think that's a good idea like. I, I would love like for a Nintendo to remake say Zelda Two, which is like probably the one game nobody mm. really enjoyed. Um, yeah. Kind of yeah. Just sort and of then like it yeah. up.
0: keep it top down obviously, but just like just spruce up the the fidelity and the graphics of it all. That'd Konami be... I don't trust
1: to do anything, but like <laughs> <Metal> Gear One, <laughs> well, like honestly, <laughs> the Maybe. Spive Beta was awful, but um. Yeah, I I think Metal Gear One and Two is pretty cool. Like, I'd love to see them like uh-huh. have a kind of a fresh lick of paint.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they're, I hope they're yeah, kinda kind be of games I've been meaning to go back and play. Uh, and maybe if they kind of got that spruce up, I would uh, I would be more proactive in doing that. Uh, But speaking about properties, people care a great deal about... It's a shame we don't have Jake here to talk about Disney and Square unleashing a brand new Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer at D23 Japan. It features none other than a Monster Inc. Inc World, including Mike and Sully. The trailer also reveals that Sora, Donald, and Goofy will be adventuring into the the Monsters Inc. World. Um, Matt, are you much of a Kingdom Hearts fan? I have...
2: Tried at least twice to get into it, okay, and you didn't. it is just not my thing. Um, okay, so I let think... me ask
0: then does Does Monsters Inc. being in Kingdom Hearts three make you more or less likely to play it?
2: It makes me the same as I was prior to Monsters Inc. being announced for it. Um, okay, I think that like the biggest, the biggest, yeah, the biggest thing is like I never jumped on board in the first place, um, uh-huh. and then. Trying to keep track of, you know, like where to start. It's like, oh, you could start in the order that the games came out, but then like the story is not in order. It's like, oh, you can go and play them in order, but then you'd have to go and buy every single console known to man because they're just like releasing on every single console. Yeah, um, and I feel, I feel like it's quite a complex thing. Like I had enough trouble kind of getting into final fantasy thinking that you know like it was all connected when it wasn't you know they kind of almost basically their own games and their own worlds each time around uh-huh. um but this is like you know final fantasy combined with disney from an outsider's perspective someone will probably tell me i'm wrong um and yeah i just don't have the attention to you know i just don't have the attention span to, you know to Paid or something, something like that. So
0: yeah, that's part of my struggle too. The fact that there's like just so many games out there now. There's like two point eight HD, uh, three point whatever I don't know. And it's just Dream like Drop Distance. Yeah, it's just kind of yeah. too confusing. The bit sort of messy and all over the place. So if you're if you're out there, if you're listening, uh, tweet at me, you and underscore Roxburgh. Tell me, just tell me like the core Kingdom Hearts games I could play. Preferably somehow I can play them on like current generation consoles. And well, maybe you I'll get around to them.
1: The one point five and two point five, that's one disc on PS4 and then two point eight. Apparently that's all you need to do.
0: Really? Okay. And I know right.
1: that I know that I say that's all you need to do, but that's literally six
0: games
1: worth of content.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I and Which I worry just, they're, they're big games as well. They're not the like kind of games yeah, I like can the smash are. out in twenty hours, aren't they? They're not Yeah,
1: no, they're pretty they're pretty big.
0: Yeah. So. Don't like that. That doesn't you and no likey. You and no likey. Uh, so you sound like you're quite a Kingdom Hearts fan then, James. Does this news Actually you?
1: I'm actually not really. Oh, okay, You're just up with the kids. I played the first two, um, and I loved them. Mm-hmm. Like I really got into them, but I played them when I had a lot of time on my hands, so sure. I could really get into them. Sure. Um I played the Game Boy one, I haven't played anything beyond the PSP and the DS games. So uh-huh. I think the the Vita no not the Vita. I don't know. I've I've missed a few. But um I mean I'm pretty keen for it. I think the story's a write off at this point. I know people think it's deep and stuff, but it's just like <laughs> unapologetic nonsense and I'm sorry if anyone disagrees with me. Man, if just... you weren't
0: getting enough hate for those reviews, <sighs> you're about to cop a no. just a wave <laughs> of Twitter hate. <laughs> no, I, the,
1: the games are amazing. Like, I think the games are really solid. Um, but, I, I don't know, I, I don't play them for the story. And I yeah. appreciate some people do, but, I don't know, it's just not... That's not an aspect of it that I play for, you know? Yeah. And the weird, pretentious names, like...
0: Yeah, nah. (laughs) Well, we'll need to get uh, Jake onto the cast next week so he can sell us in Kingdom Hearts 3, I think. Uh, But let's talk about a game that we definitely are excited for. That is, of course, Metroid Prime 4. Uh Matt, you were particularly hurt that I think James, you were as well actually that I omitted to mention this uh, last week um, but it looks like Namco Bandai Singapore is developing Metroid Prime 4 uh, Shannon also did some further digging and uncovered a number of Namco Bandai employees previously worked at LucasArts uh, likely on the now cancelled Star Wars 1313 so props to Shannon for that journalistic work there uh, but Matt, do you think this is a good team to be working on Metroid Prime 4? Uh, I, I'm not sure uh,
2: I'm really not, only because, you know, 1313 got cancelled, so we didn't really get to see anything, you know, mm. um, based around it. Look, it I, sounded I promising, feel, though, right? I feel like, yeah, it sounded promising. I feel like Nintendo is kind of onto a, a bit of a good thing at the moment, because they tend to be outsourcing a couple of projects that then come back
0: and actually end up being, you know, all right. It worked um, out quite well for Ubisoft, yeah, with right? yeah. like their partnership with uh, Mario Rabbits, whatever that game was called. But that was which, good,
2: right? Which I think, like, provided that Nintendo's still got the oversight of the project, um, which you know I'd, I'd assume they would, because I mean Nintendo's always had sure. that sort of, you know, they've they've had a reluctance um, to to go, you know, complete third party with any of their properties, um, you know. It's, it's always been, like, you know, third-party stuff or Nintendo stuff, but it's never been Nintendo stuff from a third-party, you know, like, well, it's rarely ever been that. So um, I guess, like, they would have to have faith in in Bondi Namco to develop, uh, you know, a Metroid Prime game, um, you know, to, to be able to give them the license and everything to do that. Um, they would have to have a fair bit of faith in them. But um, I don't know, like... Personally, I kind of miss the Metroid Prime games. Don't shoot me. Um, you know, they were just. Oh, well, they were on like GameCube and Wii, and I never had either. So yeah, I kind of miss. Right. Them. Okay.
0: So uh, it was it was James then that was particularly incensed that I didn't mention this last week. Is that right? I get incensed about everything. But that was <laughs> one of them. One of the things. Uh-huh. So what's your um, what's your feeling on this
1: then? I think. Um. <laughs> so, I think that'll be interesting, like, because the people who, I think people a lot of people forget, when they first announced that Retro was working on Metroid Prime, they were a studio that hadn't really done anything before. Mm. Um, they were an American studio, like, who, people were like, oh, you can't, like, give that to them. They won't know what to do with it. And sure. I think they literally, like, created one of the most revered games ever. Um and I'm, I don't know, I think that this team is made up of people who, you know, have some cool sci-fi experience, and I, I can't see it being bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Nintendo having some oversight is both good, and then I think Nintendo also had oversight for Other M, and that was awful. So I don't really know sure. if that's a good or a bad thing, but I, as Matt said, I feel like Nintendo's pretty savvy with what people want, and why, you know, what makes a good Metroid, and... Just they've been pretty good with the franchise so far, and I know it's only been one game, like Federation Force, doesn't count. But the remake of Metroid Two was pretty good, <laughs> so I think I think it'll be good. I can't imagine them stuffing it up. I mean, people forget Namco did Smash Bros. as the last Smash Bros. as well, like a majority of it, and that turned out pretty good.
0: So yeah, yeah, yeah. They seem to be on a pretty good sort of track record at the moment, don't they? Uh, Nintendo. They seem to be hitting things out of the park quite quite well. Um, much in the way that I think uh, they've, they've turned themselves around much in the way that I think Sony have as well. Like if we kind of think back to the PlayStation 3 era, it just felt like Sony couldn't do much right um but uh and, and during the wii u era obviously like it didn't feel like nintendo was doing a lot right either but they've really sort of turned themselves around and feel like they've sort of learned from their lessons um and we've seen seen that translate into some really good quality games as well um you only need to you know look at zelda and mario on the switch to realize just like how switched on and savvy they still want to seem to be at the moment uh and they're sort of they seem to be exploring a bunch of new uh, and new possibilities as well, looking at sort of movie deals we talked about last week and games coming to mobile. Um, so I think Nintendo is in a really good place, and they, at the moment they don't seem to be setting a foot wrong. So uh, I think we can hold out a lot of hope for Metroid Prime 4. Um, Speaking of stuff that we were hoping will be happening soon, uh, it's been a wanted and rumoured feature for years and years now, but it looks like we're finally getting closer to PlayStation letting us change our PSN names. In an email forwarded to Push Square, Sony have said that they're exploring the possibility of adding feature to the PSN that lets users change their ID, nothing that, although they can't be sure, uh although they can't be sure whether this feature will be added or not players feedback will be heard uh the survey also sent out also detailed how the process could work matt do you think we can see this happening soon uh i don't know about soon but
2: it's uh you know it's about time they started doing something to change it because um there's a hell of a lot of regret into you know a lot of psn names that are out there and yep. I'm not abandoning my level fourteen with three platinum and God knows how many gold and silver trophies just to get a brand new PlayStation name. So yeah, um, I think like Xbox has had it for ages. Um, I yep. think um, they have, yeah. You know, and I think it's kind of like beneficial because once you grow out of having like three X's on either side of your PS of your PSN name. Um, you know, when you actually grow up and realize that no one cares about, you know, how late you are or whatever. Um <laughs> then um, you know, it's probably worth changing. I mean, like I'm I'm sure everyone's got like their embarrassing first email account that they oh, they don't yeah. use you know, they don't use anymore, but they still have it because, you know, it's it's where you get a lot of your mail sent to. Um the same sort of thing is like this is it's a yeah you know, it might be an embarrassing relic of a previous era and you want to get over it so i think that it's about time sony stepped forward um, as for like you know any sort of you know monetary value or anything um, i honestly think if you're paying for playstation plus then you should have that as an entitlement regardless you shouldn't have to uh-huh. do anything more so yeah
0: okay so would you agree, it seems to be that you're suggesting there that you shouldn't have to pay for the service. Um, James, do you do you agree with that? Should you not have to pay for it? Um,
1: I don't know. I think you shouldn't, but I feel like there's probably a lot of things associated with changing your name, like maybe they have to update something in a database with all your purchase history or something like that. I don't yeah. know. I don't really feel like I know enough to be able to just say it should be free, but uh, like, Xbox has charged for for so long, why yeah. can't PlayStation, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. That's, I mean, that's kind of what they did for, you know, PlayStation Plus I mean, PlayStation, like, online from PS3 to PS4, they realised the competition's doing it, why can't we? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, I think it's crazy that it's taken this long, like P- we've had PSN for almost two generations of consoles and it's kind of nuts that you can't change your name, um mm. I'm assuming it's some weird thing they designed years ago that they can't kind of fix yet, (laughs) but
0: Yeah, yeah, there's been some talk about it before and I think they were saying something like um, you're assigned to like a number or something like that and it's just kind of you have to re-establish that connection between your name and your number, I don't know some confusing kind of thing like that Um, Do you guys have names that you'd want to change? I'm always curious in this Yes, mine's
1: Oh yeah, Yeah. mine's like always been Nemesis or something related, and I've always kept it because it's like my Resident Evil roots, you know. Sure. But I've never had a desire to change it. I've never been embarrassed to give it to someone. Um, Yeah, I'm pretty okay with my name.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty happy with with
1: mine too, as well. And with with like real name and stuff, like now people just see my. Most people see my real name anyway, so I don't really care. So I don't know. It's never been a thing for me. I'd love to be able to just change it all them all to James, but obviously that's not going to happen. So,
2: <laughs> I like yeah. how I like how simple. Like uh, you know, with the Switch, um, you've got your account, which is you know tied to your your friend code or whatever, um, mm. and you can have a nickname on there, which is basically you know your nickname. Um, you know, so the one that I've got on my Switch is Zimmers. Um, and i kind of think like it's better than having you know the bunch of random letters and numbers that i have of mine which was like related to when did i get my ps3 in like 2010 or 2011 um you know so when i signed up for the psn that's that's an eight year old you know nickname and i've kind of grown, grown out of it you know um not that i'd be able to get the same name on the switch as i as that i got on the you know, on the ps3 ps4 that i got on the switch but yeah, I feel like, you know, I've kind of gotten over what it is and I'd like something. like I remember being in a in a, um, a game one day where you were partnered up with, it was a first-person shooter. I think it might have been Mag back in the day on the PS3. Right, um, yeah. And it made me realize how bad my nickname was because <laughs> people people took like two or three seconds to have to pronounce it. Whereas, like, they'd, you know, they'd get someone else's that was just like a simple nickname and cut it down to like a one syllable thing. But there they were reading out my entire thing. I'm like, yeah, that really is counterproductive,
0: isn't it? Yeah. So. I'm pretty happy to have Groovitrons on almost every platform. Obviously, named after the uh, famous Ratchet and Clank weapon that launches a disco ball that makes your enemies uncontrollably dance. I chose that when I was 12, and I uh, think it, it works pretty well. Now you're I'm like 15, fifteen, so I I am. Yeah, we've established <laughs> long ago that I'm younger than the rest of you. Uh, and let's l- end on some good news. The South Australian government has pledged to invest an excellent two million dollars into local games development, with one point five five million going towards new developments, while the remaining four hundred and fifty thousand will go towards Game Plus, a new working space. James, how great is this, and how long do you think it'll see? How long do you think it'll be before we see something like this rolled out nationally? Uh, Obviously it's good
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> take that I don't box. really know If people could be like, nah um, Yeah, it's you'll see it I think you'll see people like kind of copy it If some big project Comes out of SA And uh-huh. makes lots of money Or something, you know I think they'll have to kind of prove That they can do good things With the money before other people Kind of take a
0: chance Yeah Okay, alright. That's uh, that's good insight. Uh Matt, do you think this is uh, money well spent as well?
2: I think uh any any investments in uh you know, the arts and, and everything uh is a, a worthwhile investment. Um, and I think like at the moment, it seems to be South Australia that's doing, you know, leading the forefront and everything. Oh, I know. Um, right? I mean, they're doing, they're doing this games thing. There was the announcement that they're doing the VFX, um, you know, the investment in uh, VFX studio and stuff, uh-huh. um, which is amazing.
0: I tweeted um, about this other day, like all the Tesla batteries that they've got yeah, rolling cu- and out coupled of with, you too. know, it's awesome. the
2: Tesla battery until it explodes. Um, <laughs> You know, like I think, yeah. You know, if if any, if there's any state at the moment to take notice of for what they're doing with the like the community, the you know the culture and everything in terms of you know digital media and arts, South Australia. I mean, you look at the the recent response to um, you know funding for video games from the the federal government, um, mm. and it's it's a piece of crap. Um, mm. You know, it's 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 so it, it disgusts me you know that in this modern day and age that's that's what they think of video games that they're still you know not at that level yeah um, it's such and not, oversight not willing really. to be funded so um, you know like if if like I'm not a fan of like you know because you know, being in Melbourne we have you know Daniel Andrews as as, um, Premier and not being a a major fan of his, I'd see him in a better light if, you know, he turned around and said they were doing the same kind of thing here, but, you know, they're not doing that, so... Yeah,
0: Yeah. I think it's just, like, it's just so uh, naive. Like, in in the sort of day of... um kind of you know dedicating money towards innovation to to overlook video game development which has a sort of a, a proven record in australia there's so much talent here um there's so much money to be made in in game development software development uh, the likes um to not invest in that just doesn't make good economic sense in my mind um you've got to you've got to play to your strengths and i think that is certainly a strength within australia um and to not kind of I mean, two million dollars isn't a lot of money in the grand scheme of things, but for the game development space in Australia, it's a reasonable sum, um, and there are people out there that can can do a fair amount with that. Um, so I, I think it's I think this is really positive to see, and I hope that it's not too long before we start seeing more states kind of pick it up, or hopefully something happen on a federal level, because um, I think it's such a, an important area of innovation that is too often yeah just just overlooked. Um, But hopefully, it won't be long before we see more just like this. Uh, But that brings an end to the news of the show. Now it's time for What The Wiki. Uh, Reminder that What The Wiki is the Starcast Game Show, where the host reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game, and you, the contestants, must guess the game. Uh, Courtesy of Jamie Penning over on Twitter, the official What The Wiki scorekeeper. It was a tense and thrilling battle between Brody, James, and Matt last week, with it all coming down to a tiebreaker, but it was Brody who secured the first point of the 2018 season. Uh, he's not here to defend his early league, though. Matt and James, you guys have a chance to catch him up. Are you ready for your first game? Yeah. Yes. All right, let me pull up the list. Uh, okay, here we go. Game number one. The game <laughs> is a three-dimensional sandbox game that has no specific goals to accomplish, allowing players a large amount of freedom in choosing how to play the game. However, there is an achievement system. Gameplay is the first person. Per- Gameplay is from the first person perspective by default. But players have the option for third person perspective. The game world is composed of r- rough three D objects, mainly cubes and fluids, representing various materials such as dirt, stone, ores, trees, trunks. mat. you gonna say? i gonna say, is it Minecraft? It is Minecraft. You're, oh, uh, you're out of the gates. A reminder that it was the first to two. Uh, in this case, the best of three. Uh, Matt, good one. It is a Minecraft. Uh, game number two. Are we ready? Yeah. yeah. The game is set primarily in the third person. Its gameplay makes few deviations from that of its predecessors. The main objective of the game is to collect special dragon eggs, which are scattered across 37 worlds. Matt. These eggs are... Matt? Uh, uh, is it uh Spyro
2: 2 gateway to glimmer uh
0: no, it's not uh so James I can continue reading if you don't want to guess now if you reminder that if you guess then it opens if you guess incorrectly again it opens back up to the both of you. Should I continue reading? Um, Keep reading. <laughs> the eggs are <laughs> hidden or are given as rewards for completing certain tasks and levels. The worlds of the game are linked together by home worlds or hubs, large worlds which contain gateways to many other levels. To proceed to the next hub, the character must complete five worlds, gather a certain number of eggs, and defeat a boss players do not need to gather every egg to complete the main portion of the game or gain access (laughs) to new levels. In fact, certain (laughs) eggs can only be found by returning to the world at a a later time. Gems are scattered across the world hidden crates and jars. These gems are used to bribe a bear named Moneybags to release captured critters and activate things which help the titular character progress through levels, such as bridges... James. James?
1: Look, I don't know. I I don't know which one it is. I'm just going to guess. Is it... Spyro, can i i can't just say Spyro, can i Spyro, yeah. uh what's
0: year of the dragon it is Spyro ah, year of Steve. the dragon well guessed <laughs> uh upon further reflection this first paragraph that i included all about eggs was maybe a little too long and it i maybe be. should have gotten to the stuff about like the year of the chinese zodiac and stuff that was maybe a bit more of a clue uh But you guys did well, nonetheless. (laughs) Well done, James. It is Spyro Year of the Dragon, a.k.a. one of my favorite games of all time because of Dragon Skateboarding. What else do you need? Uh, Alright, game number three in this case. Oh, game number three. Yeah, game number three. In this case, the tiebreaker. Are we ready? Yeah. Yeah. The game is an American shedding-type card game that is played with a specially printed deck. The game's general principles put it into the Crazy Eights family of card games. The game was originally developed in 1971 by Merle Robinson in Reading, Ohio, a suburb in Cincinnati. It has since been a Marvel branded. It has been a Marvel. Uh, sorry, it has been a Mattel brand since Matt, 1992.
2: Matt, did you put Uno into this game? I did put Uno into this. Uh-huh. Matt. Well
0: done, <laughs> uh, Matt. You take over the points, on what the wiki? You are now tied, equal first with Brody. Well done. Sorry, James. It's fine. <laughs> You, if you're going to talk about a game whilst I'm busy compiling games for what the wiki, chances are it's going it to make the cut.
2: You're too oh, easily I just, influenced.
0: I do. I just, I, <laughs> oh. Oh. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> you guys all know that I keep it topical. I keep it topical. Uh, for those of you we that didn't... weren't here prior to the show, which is everyone listening, uh, we were talking about Uno prior to the start of the, of, uh, the recording because um, apparently they're releasing a, 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 a sequel to it called DOS. Is that right, Matt? Yeah,
2: yeah. Apparently, that's you. You, could, you probably could have had it as a news thing if you're going to include it in this in the cast. Wow. So.
0: back to the news. Um, yeah, yeah it, I don't know enough about it, but maybe we'll talk about that next week. Uh, some I was I'm a bit disappointed we didn't get to discuss the official rules of Uno though because there are some there are some rules in here I never heard before. The aim of the game is to be the first player to score 500 points achieved usually no. over several rounds of play by a player discarding all of their cards and earning points corresponding to the value of the remaining cards still held by the other players? What is that? I've See, never I, heard
2: that. I think that's crap because I I actually googled, like, rules for UNO and that didn't come up. Um, yeah. I have a feeling that's a specific game mode, but it's not actually the, yeah. Yeah, the standard game mode, which is why, like, it, it's like that whole thing of, you know, ah oh, you know... Jack could have fit on the door in the Titanic and we're going to keep passing around the internet as a meme you've been playing Uno wrong we're going to keep passing passing it around the internet as a meme it's like it's not legitimate don't fall for it
0: yeah yeah I've never heard of those rules before but uh there you go there you go that's Uno apparently one of, another one of my favourite games of all time, I should say. Love, Do love Uno. Uh, but with that, let's bring an end to what was episode 129 of the Startcast. Subscribe to us on Podcast 1, iTunes, or any other podcast service of your choice. Follow us at PressStartAU and visit the site, of course, at PressStart.com.au. Uh, you can also join the conversation using hashtag the Startcast. Uh, feel free to recommend any topics you'd like us to discuss, maybe a game for the wiki, whatever you desire. Uh, just use the hashtag, hashtag the Startcast. Actually, maybe don't. If you're going to recommend this game, for what the wiki don't use that hashtag because everyone can see that just dm me instead i've been your host you and roxburn You uh, and roxborough i've learned how to pronounce my name correctly uh you can follow me on twitter and instagram at you and underscore Roxburgh. joining us today was matt
2: yeah you can follow me on twitter at MVZMari, hit me up with those hot takes about me not playing kingdom
0: hearts or whatever or you can follow me on instagram <laughs> at matthew vz he posts some lovely pictures on his Instagram. Highly recommend his Instagram. Uh, and also joining us today was James.
1: Hey, I am just on Twitter, so it's at Jam. so A-T-J-A-M-Z.
0: And go and check out uh, James's latest reviews. Uh, go and give them a like or a share or yeah, a subscription. Or tweet me that or... <laughs> I didn't get it, even though I did. <laughs> but you're welcome. Did you actually play these games, James? No, uh, I don't play
1: anything, I really. No. <laughs> don't yeah, <be> yeah. stupid.
0: <laughs> uh, well, until next time, thanks again for tuning in. Happy gaming. Bye. Bye.